Now, under normal circumstances, the heart of the Maundy Thursday service in our tradition is the annual ritual of foot washing. And if you've done it, it is one of the most intimate acts that we share in our entire liturgical year. The vulnerability of exposing our bare feet to a friend or, or worse, someone we don't know that well. The splash of warm water that reminds us of our baptism. Fresh towel to dry our feet. That first touch of bare feet on the wood floor. And all that followed by our chance to wash someone else's feet. It was, in Jesus' time, a radical act of humility. It remains that way, and it reminds us of our own radical humility today. But this COVID year, like so much else that we have had to give up, we won't be sharing the foot washing tonight. It's still too unsafe. So we're forced to forego what can be seen as the spiritual heart of tonight's service. We're forced to look somewhere else for hope, for inspiration. And this may be a good thing. It may force us back to where I think the gospel intends us. Now, Maundy, it's in Maundy Thursday, comes from the Latin root that means to command. Tonight's service reminds us of the commandment we're given of our mission as Christians. And it's easy for us to get it for it to get overshadowed by the foot washing. But there it is, just at the end, when Jesus says, I give you a new commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You should love one another. Now we're at the Last Supper, it's the Passover meal, and Jesus' command in John's gospel is unequivocal to love as he loves us. We're in the first night of the three-day service that we call the Triduum that will carry us through the Passion, the Crucifixion, and finally into the Resurrection, which we celebrate on Saturday night at the Easter Vigil. Tonight, though, the darkness starts to lengthen. The shadows grow. We've got a lot of darkness before the dawn, but there is just a glimmer of light on the horizon. On Tuesday, Banda Moyers told us that without hope, there's no life, and our hope remains in Jesus. The next couple of days, we'll watch him beaten, crucified, and buried, but we won't lose our hope because we know Easter is coming. We remember him in tonight's communion bread during the Eucharist, as Paul tells us in the Corinthians reading we heard, for as long as you eat this bread, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Now, it's easy to jump to Easter and avoid the cross. Corinthians is a reminder that that's a mistake, that there's enormous power in the cross. And we heard earlier in this week, also in Corinthians, Paul told us we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. See, there's power in this proclamation, in this celebration, even though it's completely counterintuitive and countercultural. Tonight we feel the shadow of the cross lengthening. By tomorrow, Good Friday, it will eclipse everything. Then we wait. Our hope lingers. Easter is coming. So what does Jesus mean by the commandment, that's this mandatum, that names this service? Monday, Thursday. Love one another just as I have loved you. Now, it's easy to imagine him speaking to a group of friends, of disciples, like I'm here speaking to you today. You know, fellow believers. 
It's not hard to love people like you, seated next to you at the banquet table or here in the pews. But that leaves out a couple of critical details. You see, Judas is among those Jesus loves, even though he knows he will betray him. We're told back in the first verse of tonight's reading, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. This love includes all of them. He didn't say he loved them except Judas to the end. It says he loved all of them. This love is fully inclusive. And only slightly less problematic is Peter, who Jesus knows will deny him three times before the cock crows twice. Jesus knows also that the rest of the disciples will abandon him at the cross. In Mark's gospel, only a few women watch on safely from a distance. Jesus knows this, but he loves them all to the end. Judas, Jesus washes Judas' feet. He washes Peter's feet after a brief contentious exchange, obviously. And then he washes all their feet. His love extends to all. And I think there's a lesson for us tonight in this radically inclusive love. Our favorite living mystic, the brother Richard Rohr, has been on something of a roll this week in his daily uh, publications. And it demonstrates just how radical this all-inclusive love is. In Tuesday's reflection that he called Opposing Evil Without Becoming It, he tells us, quote, the mystery of the cross teaches us how to stand against hate, how to oppose hate without becoming evil ourselves. The cross pulls us in two directions, towards God's goodness, where we are most at our most Christ-like, and towards the inherent, our inherent complicity in evil. In this tension, we are crucified. We hang in between without resolution, our very life and the paradox held in hope of God. And Rohr cites the diary of Eddie Hillison, a young Jewish woman who was killed in Auschwitz. In a correspondence with a friend, she wrote about the hatred and bullying she saw in Nazi Germany. And instead of hating the haters, she outlines a way to, to love them. First, she urges them to look within, the ones being hated on. She says, we have so much work to do on ourselves that we shouldn't even be thinking of hating our so-called enemies. We are hurtful enough to one another as it is. Then she seeks out the essential goodness of those who bully her, those who torture her. They are acting from a place of pain or fear, and she knows not from their God-givenness. She says, I should have liked to reach out to that bully with all his fears. I should have liked to trace the source of his panic to drive him ever deeper into himself. That is the only thing we can do in times like these. Doesn't that sound like something important as yet another mass killing, this time, yesterday in Orange County, California, makes the news, times like these? The shooter locked the exits with bike locks. Nine-year-old boy among the victims. This comes after almost daily revelations lately, shootings in Atlanta. Boulder, Virginia Beach, Philadelphia. And in every single instance, I find myself echoing Eddie Hillison's plea. I should have liked to reach out to that shooter with all his fears. I should have liked to trace the source of his panic 
to drive him ever deeper into himself. See, that's the only thing we can do in times like these. She goes on. She doesn't stop at empathy. She doubles down on the work we must do. She says each of us must turn inward and destroy in himself all that he thinks he must destroy in the other. Destroy in himself all that he thinks he must destroy in the other. Just as Jesus washes the feet of Judas, of Peter, of us in our weakest moments, when we think, paradoxically, that we're strong, we must oppose evil without becoming part of it. And it's easy to fall into the trap of evil, of hate. Network news, social media feeds, unjust political machinations, systemic racism, all can pull us toward hatred of what is called justifiably evil. Because the events of Good Friday remind us that evil definitely exists. But see, that's a trap. We feed the beast when we move toward hatred. Our baptismal covenant calls us to resist evil, not to hate it. See, it's on us to resist it, to stay away from it. And Hillison finishes with an amazing statement. And remember this that every atom of hate we add to this world makes it still more inhospitable. It makes the world a tougher place to live. John reminds us, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. He loves us to the end. In Jesus' call for us to love one another as he loves us, he urges us to make the world more hospitable for everyone even those we might want to judge or even to hate, the Judases, betrayers, the Peters, doubters, the disappearing disciples. Tonight we remember Jesus' mandatum, Jesus' commandment to love one another as he loved us. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Amen.